welcome to the Gloomy Star Podcast with your host, Henry Bilbrey. On today's episode, we will be doing some more ghost stories, like always. <laughs> um, I've changed um, how I'm doing the stories a little bit, and I hope you enjoy it a lot more. There'll be, um, it's hard to explain, but you'll see after I get into the stories. Um, um, just so you know, that you only have a few more days to get your stories in for the Halloween episode. Please get them in if you want them to be in the Halloween episode. Email me at gloomystar.ghost at gmail.com. That's G-L-O-O-M-Y-S-T-A-R dot ghost at gmail.com. Yeah, um, if you have any questions or comments or have any questions about the paranormal, you can email me there too. Um, a little bit about my week so far. It is a Sunday, and I am just recording my podcast, and, um, I, today, I had a bake sale for my, um, band. We were trying to get new stands, and, um, we, I, we sold a bunch of baked goods and stuff at my school. And, um, that's all I've done today. It was, like, four hours, and I was only supposed to do it, like, for an hour. But I just did it for four, because I didn't have anything else I had to do today. Um. Whoa. Sorry, that's a motorcycle. If you could even hear it, I don't know if you could or not. As you can tell from my voice, probably, you can probably tell that I'm a little congested. But I hope that doesn't interfere with the video any. There's another motorcycle. I don't know why they're coming. Because there's a lot of them today. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I guess we can get into the stories. By Spirit Waking. Date, 2019-09-29. Country, United States. State, Oklahoma. Paranormal category, pets slash animals. First, I want to apologize for being absent from this side. For year, for years, this is, was like the second home. Hopefully, it will be again. I will start from the beginning. I begun to really want a female companion for my baby Tuck. He's a mastiff pit mix and a quiet, a quiet, and quite bit. And I had noticed he looked lonely while playing in the backyard. I had, for a while, been taking my hubby into it. As he he was reluctant, he had another puppy in the house, which meant non-stop potty training, bathing, cleaning, cleaning up accidents, getting a crate, etc. I had no idea where I was going to get the puppy. And then, and had kind of forgotten about it. But a buddy for my husband. Then, sorry, I'm terrible at reading and I'm just kind of tired. I'm sorry, I'll just start from that paragraph again. I had an idea where I was going to get the puppy and had kind of forgotten about it. But as a buddy of my husband, 
that that he hangs out with from time to time got up brought up that his female blue-nosed pit had a litter he told me about it. he told me about it but something told me no so i said no trusting my gut his cousin happened to buy one of these puppies and had it for about a month and mentioned to my hubby while hanging out that he was thinking about getting rid of her so when he told me how the this my first questions were important i asked did she get did she get her first two rounds of shots he has she been dewormed etc if it were an opinion of me all of at all of those were some of the most important questions to ask they were in a new home my talk is um, almost 3 so so there there's is no there's no way as far as i know to know if there is a parvico etc in my yard i don't i'm sorry i'm bad at pronouncing things he told me he told me the guy whom his cousin bought the puppy from had given her her shots and dewormed her he was he talked about and decided to give um if he and i decided if he were to give her up i would take her and and her and and love her i am so sorry i'm just having a bad day pronouncing things one day his cousin told him to come get, told us to come get her he was ready so when we got there we walk into the house and out of the pe- out of all the people in the house it was an active household which is a ton of people in there as i walk in beside everyone spots me she spots me and runs right to me i asked is this her the wife said yes and i instantly fell in love she had the prettiest blue and green eyes softest gray fur and she was in need of love i felt it but when the wife said to her husband she couldn't get rid of her because of the grandkids no now didn't get me wrong now don't get me wrong i didn't un- i understood where she was coming from but it killed me on the inside all i wanted to do was take her in my arms and cuddle with her anyhow she was getting her she was getting her and bringing her home she had an instant connection with everyone in the house she was completely loved by all of us she loved her cuddles kisses her running up her running to us when she got home learning new things we were teaching her etc we all were excited every day to come home and play with her learning new things we were teaching her etc we all were excited every day oh i'm so sorry i just reread the whole entire line um then she got sick she caught the parvo virus and the vets couldn't save her it was a sudden and quick it killed all of us and we're still dealing with her passing that night she passed 
I decided to lay down. I couldn't take the emotions. They were running through me. And I talked. And I talked to her. I told her, Tara, you you were always welcome back in our home for cuddles and kisses. I didn't get a visitation, but my son did. He was the closest to her. He was her human. The next day, while I was at work, he texted me. He told me that he had a dream of her and would tell me once I got home. My excitement was so high, as well as my emotions. I would start crying while working. I didn't hold it in. Once I got home, I told him to come outside and tell me. He told me about his dream. He was lying down and crying. Then Tara pushed the door open like she had learned to do. Ran to his bed and jumped jumped up there. She started to give him kisses and curled up next to him and fell asleep. He then woke up and felt his face. It was wet in the spot she had given given him kisses. The same day, we were sitting in the front porch, showing each other videos and pictures of her. How she had grown so much in the three months we had her. I looked over, and there was a spot. She She would play with the water, was sitting, a baby... A little baby butterfly. It sat there for a good 30 minutes before we all got up and went inside. Now, anytime we talk about her, there will be a random butterfly that seems to have an excellent timing floating right on by. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. That is the end of that story. Um... Sorry. Okay. By Crazed Artist. Date 2019-09-09-29. Country, United States, State, Oregon. Paranormal category, apparitions, voices, touches, touches. This happened October of 2012 in Salem, Oregon. I was 12 at the time in a middle school. It was Halloween, so school just got out, and I went to a friend's house to put on costumes and prepare for the night. I didn't need makeup for my costume. I just wore a witch's hat and a cape, so I, I decided to go play on the swing in the backyard. Before I went outside, their parents left to go pick up dinner and told us they would be back um, sometime soon. My two friends with me to went with me to go get ready shortly after that. Then I was left alone outside. I went to go sit on the swing, but it was getting cold and the sun was close to setting. As I began to swing, I got really quiet, almost almost eerily quiet. This is one this went on for about 20 minutes or so. I couldn't even hear the wind passing through the leaves or the trees, and the occasional bird, which was odd, even though they lived near the woods. There were still quiet. A few people in the surrounding area. It was so quiet and peaceful. I st- started to slip and f- fall. I started to slip and fall back. As I felt, 
I felt strong hands on my back pushed me back up onto the swing, and then a hand patted me on the shoulder. I glanced over, looking for the force behind me, the su- behind the sudden touch. It was a large and seemed to be worn out. I said, thank you. The man replied, he said an old and almost a little raspy. He told me to be more cautious and aware of my surroundings. I turned to say nothing more, and he was gone. I stood up and looked around. To my surprise, no one was there. Then I looked to my left towards the garage. I assumed it was my friend's father. Then he had passed that he had passed by as I happened to caught him on the way to work to his car. I walked into the garage and it was empty. Lights were all off as well. I then checked the back gate. It was locked, unable to unable to be unlocked, or even unlocked for this matter, for from the other side. I, I decided to go back into the house to see if my friends were gone, done. I went to the bathroom and asked if their parents were back. She told me no, they haven't come back yet. Might not be for a while. I began to tell them about how a man caught me on the swing. We were searching around outside and we, there was no evidence of someone getting into the backyard. They told me to stop playing around and just go back out, just to go back and, and to just go back inside. I swore, I swore up and down I wasn't lying. I told only the truth. They got fed up with me and went back into the house. I still think about that night. Remember the hands catching me, the voice, and even the footstep, footsteps fading away. To this day, neither of them believe me. To many others, I do, I tell, don't either. The next story comes from Sonia Mary 0023. Date 2019-0929. Country, United States. State, Alabama. Paranormal category, apparitions, voices, touches. Two nights ago, I had an encounter. As I was dozing off, I started feeling pressure on my lugs. I went to move them, and it felt as if someone was sitting on them. I could barely move without struggling. It made me, it made me wide awake. By now, I was refused to open my eyes after my previous encounter with, with a negative entity. Previous stories. It felt like my eyes wanted to open without my control, but I kept them shut tight. I was focused by now. I was so focused by now, I started to feel the weight on my stomach and started feeling tingly vibrations on my face. In the same time, I was laying on my back with my, with my left hand on the side and my right hand laying flat on my stomach. But when I was reaching to, when I was starting to get scared. I didn't know who this visitor was. Like I didn't, like I didn't know who it was anyway. While I was feeling for vibrations on my face, I started to feel so much pressure, like hands pushing my face down. The left side of my face, to be exact. It started to hurt, and it might sound weird, but even felt. It even felt like half of my face wasn't there. 
just pressure. Same part of the bo- of my body. One night, maybe about three years ago, I woke up in the middle of the night with a feeling of something trying to consume me or possess. It felt it felt like wait, sorry. Uh, it felt like this encounter too. The feeling was there, but I didn't know if it was that case. I usually twitch when falling asleep, so I thought I was twitching. With my pointy f- pointer finger on my right hand that was laying on my stomach, it was moving. The way it moved, though, it, it, it wasn't a twitch. Something was fluttering my finger and dropping it back on my stomach. When I realized that, I was thinking it was really happening. Is something playing with my finger? It happened three to four times after that. The feeling on my face was um, starting to be unbearable. It was like an ache or something squeezing my left side of my face. I ended up grabbing my pillow to cover my face and moved my whole entire body to get the feeling away. It worked. I didn't feel pressure on my face anymore, nor on my legs or my stomach. So I laid on my stomach and I was able to fall asleep. Tonight, my son told me something moved his pillow. He had been having nightmares lately. It is messing with us. In the same time, um, same entire, in the same entirety as before, trying to scare my son. I don't want anything to mess with my baby. As if he hears, if he's starting to experience the paranormal, my heart will break. His little heart doesn't deserve to know the fear on the other side. When I was younger, it was so hard to deal with, and then when I was in my teen years, he was only about to turn six. Uh, what? I'm sorry, I lost. Um, okay. Well, I think that was just, like, the main part of the story. So there's nothing else, really, that we need to know. Because they just, like, zoomed out. So that's the end of that story. There wasn't any other words, I think. It just went, like, you know when you're scrolling down and it, like, scrolls all the way? But I have something to say about this one. Um... That finger thing happens to me, and I don't think it's anything paranormal. I think it's just something that happens to your body natural, but everything else was probably paranormal. But sometimes I'll be sleeping, and I have my hand on my pillow, and my f- I'll like think about my finger doing it, and we'll start to do it, and it'll f- you'll think that you're not doing it at all, but you'll actually be doing it. Because it's... I think it's like a psychological thing that, like, if you tell your body to do something in your head, but you're telling yourself that you're not doing it, it doesn't make any sense. But, yeah. Make sure to send in your ghost stories for the Halloween episode before um, the end of this week, um, or any other stories for any other episode. If you have any comments, questions, comments about, um, questions of the paranormal, you can email me at gloomystar.ghost at gmail.com. That's G-L-O-O-M-Y-S-T-A-R dot ghost, G-H-O-S-T, at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so email me there.
Okay. Um, if you haven't noticed so far what I'm doing with the stories is I'm just doing them and I'm not talking in the middle until the very middle. And then I guess I get some a lot more stories in. So Okay. Okay, here we're going to the next story. By the bel- the story comes from The Believer 53, date 2019-09-27. Country India. Paranormal category, apparitions, voices, touches. So this is a bizarre kind of incident. I don't know what I should believe. Anywhere. Anyway, here it goes. What happened in May, which is the hottest month of the year? My cousin had flown down the States and was visiting us. My mom had planned a dinner party and invited my aunt, who lived a few blocks away. The dinner was great. Everyone shared their experiences with the paranormal and stuff. Overall, had a um, great time. Around 11 o'clock p.m., the power went out. We thought it would eventually come back on soon, but sadly, it didn't. Let me just give you a brief idea of my street. The the window face, the streets were blank on the opposite end of the lane. So there were cars parked on my side of the road with the power cut. The only light that was shining on the street was the one of the bank's ATM. It didn't light up the entire lane, but it was quite bright to see the road. Anyway, due to the power cut, I couldn't sleep. Even with the fan working on full speed, we had a generator because of the constant power cutouts. It was around 2.45 in the morning when I heard the dogs barking constantly and my parents were sound asleep. I thought to myself, who would the dogs bark at during this time? So I got out of my bed and went straight to the window because of the light on the ATM, I could see those dogs and they were facing towards my direction and barking. I saw what they were barking at. I don't know how to put these into words, but I could see a ghostly kind of figure walking, taking huge steps, and because of the cars parked, I couldn't figure out much. I rubbed my eyes, thinking it it must be human, and focused on it clearly. All I could see was the shadowy legs, taking huge steps. It walked behind through the car, and when I could see it clearly, I just saw its legs, just below the torso. The shadowy figure just walked so fast, it suddenly disappeared within seconds. The dogs also stopped barking. At this moment, I froze. I was so scared that I went back to the bed and vowed. Then I won't get up ever in if there's a loud sound. I'm pretty sure it was not a human, because hours before, I saw a man passing by the dogs didn't bark at him. When I told my parents, the sort they sort of believed, but my cousins made fun of me, thinking it was just my um, imagination because of the paranormal stuff we discussed. Anyway, what do you guys think? Was it a human or a spirit? If it was a human, 
Did you think, would you think the dogs will bark at it? Okay. Um, I think that's going to be all for today's episode. Remember, if you want to send in your ghost stories or um, anything, if you have questions or comments, well, actually, before we go, I need to talk to you about something. Hmm. So, my cousin... I'm, I'm going to say this anonymously, and I'm not going to say any names. So, my young cousin, she's under five, has been having nightmares. And, um, she says they, they, she's seeing a boy with a mean face sitting at the edge of her bed. And she slept with, um, my aunt and uncle last night in their bed, and she woke them up. And she said, Daddy, look. And he, she pointed to the doorway. And she said, and she started, like, getting upset and crying. And he asked her what was wrong. And she said, there's someone in the door. And he said, is it a boy or a girl? And, he, and she said, a boy. And then she said, he has a mean face. And I've looked a tiny bit into the history of the house. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I might do that on the next episode. And I'm going to tell them first before I tell you who the boy with the angry face is. I'm almost positive I know who it is. Um, remember, well, like I said, remember to send your ghost stories in to gloomystar.ghost.gmail.com. That's G-L-O-O-M-Y, G-H-O, gloomy, S-T-A-R. Dot ghost, D-H-O-S-T, at gmail.com. Send in your ghost stories there. Um, for the Halloween episode, get them in before this, the end of this week. Um, make sure, um, you, um, these are the guidelines for this story. If there are more than six or seven paragraphs, um, I would try to shorten it a little bit. Um, um, you don't have to explain things completely, and you can do it anonymous, anonymous, I'm sorry, anonymously if you want to. I'm sorry. (laughs) You can, yeah, definitely if you want to. Um, yeah. Um, I hope you have a great day. Or a great evening, or a great night, or a great um, afternoon, or whatever time you're listening to this. Remember, you're never alone, and see you next time on the Gloomy Star Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Gloomy Star Podcast, with your host, Henry Bilbrey. It is almost Halloween. In fact, it is the week of Halloween. And as you know, it is a little too late to send in your stories for the Halloween episode, but you can send in your stories for other episodes. 
Emailing me at gloomystar.ghost at gmail.com. That's gloomystar, G-L-O-O-M-Y-S-T-A-R, dot ghost at gmail.com to send me in your stories. A little about my week so far. It has been pretty standard. I had school. Um, I'm sorry um, for this in this episode. The wind is howling very hard, and it barely ever happens here, so, and the trees are, like, swaying super hard, so I don't know if it's, um, just how the weather is right now, or it's gonna be like this for a long time, I don't know, but if you hear the wind howling in the background, just know it's, um, it's been happening, so, and it's normal. Some downsides. My head fro- my headphones broke. So now there's like they're like literally broken. So like the like actual ear parts fell off of the um part that you put over your head because I sat on them. They were only five dollars, so I'm not that worried about them. I'll just buy some more. But yeah. So now I'm holding this, like, ear thing that's supposed to be attached to it up to my ear so I can hear myself talking to see if I'm too loud or not, because I'm usually a really loud speaker or a super soft speaker. Um, today on this episode, um, we are going to do the origins of Halloween. This is something that, um, I thought would be good to do because... I don't really know, it's just, when you're thinking, it's not all about going outside and trick-or-treating, or there's a darker side to it. So, I guess we can, um, get started. Parents and kids alike are gearing up for Halloween, scrambling to pull the final touches on their costumes and jack-o'-lanterns. No, not to mention stocking up on candy for trick-or-treaters before you rush on Thursday, October 31st for what some consider the spookiest day of the year. Here's a look back at the origins of Halloween and all of its old, odd, old traditions. Sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Um, say when. Halloween, also known as All Hallows Eve, can be traced back to 2,000 years to be to a pre-Christian Celtic festival held on November 1st called Sehwin. Um, pronounced Sehwin. I pronounced it right. Yay, I'm terrible at pronouncing things. So that's a plus for me. Um, usually, um, translates to summer's end and um gaelic according to the um indo-european emological dictionaries see you can if you could hear it in the background that was the wind it sounds like someone going which is very scary for this time of year um because ancient records are um spires and Frankment, um, the exact nature of same hand, wait, say when, is not fully understood. 
but it was an annual communal meeting at the end of the harvest year. A time to gather resources for the winter months and bring animals back from the pastures. Same same one is also thought of to have to be a time of communing communicating with the dead. According to the folklorist John Santo, there was a bl- quote there was a belief that it was day when the spirits of the dead would cross over into the other world. Santo told life science such um life science such as our transportation in the year have always been thought of to be special and supernatural. He added, Halloween provides a safe way to play with the concept of death, Santo said. People dress up as the living dead and fake gravestones, born front laws, activities that would be twirled at other times of the year. He said, he said, but, but according to Nicholas Rogers, a history professor of, Unor- Un- of New York University in Tor- Toronto, author of Halloween from Pagan Ritual to Party Night, Oxford Universe Press, 2003. There is no hard evidence that same one was perfectly devoted to the dead or the ancestor worship. According to the ancient Sagas, same one was the time that the tribal people paid tribute to the conquerors and when the Sai ancient mounds might reveal the magnificent places of the gods and the underworld. Roger wrote, same when was less about death or evil than about being about changing of seasons and preparing for dormancy and rebirth of nature and summer turned to winter, he said. Through a direct connection between Halloween and Samhain has never been proven, many scholars believe that All Saints Day or All Hallows Mass, celebrated on November 1st and Samhain, are all close together on the calendar, that they influenced each other and later combined the celebration now called Halloween. Costumes and Trick-or-Treating The traditional of... The tradition... Tradition... The tradition of dressing in costumes and going trick-or-treating may go back to the practice of mummifying and disguising, in which people would disguise themselves and go door-to-door asking for food, Santa said. Early um, communes were usually disguises often woven out of straw, he said, and sometimes people were, wore costumes to perform a play or skits. The practice may also be related to a medieval custom of souling in Britain and Ireland, where poor people would knock on doors on Halloween, November 1st, asking for food in exchange for prayers for the dead. Sorry. Trick-or-treating didn't start in the United States until World War II, but American kids were known to go out on Thanksgiving and ask for food. A practice known as Thanksgiving um, beginning, Santo said. Masticulation rituals are pretty common and are usually associated with winter holidays, Santo said. While one tradition didn't necessarily, ca- necessarily cause others, they were similar and parallel, he said. Tricks and games. 
Oh my gosh. Remember last episode that I said that I used to have a lot of stuffy nose? Now my throat is like, oh, like, you know when you like drainage and it gets in your throat and it feels like a ball? That's what I'm feeling right now when it's really hard to breathe. So I'm kind of gasping for breath and trying to get out of my throat. But I hope this episode sound quality is pretty good. Um, I don't really, well, I don't think this might not be the right time to say that, but maybe I'll do it in a little bit. But I think we'll take a commercial break. Um, back from the commercial break. Um, I'm sorry, there might have not been a commercial break there. I don't even know how it works. So, if I sound really dumb saying, in commercial break, and then I push this button that says add flag, I don't know if it actually, like, I can go back and add a commercial right there. So, if there was no commercial there, then sorry. Um, back to the thing. Tricks and games. These days, the trick part of the phrase trick or treat is mostly to attempt threat, but pranks have long been a part of the holiday. By the late 1800s, the the tradition of playing tricks on Halloween was well established in the United States and Canada. The pranks included tipping over outhouses, opening farmers' gates, and and egging houses. Mm, Where was I? But by the 1920s and the 1930s, the celebrations mostly closely resembled an Berkeley block party, and the acts of vandal- vandalism got more serious. Some believe that because of pranking, we started to get dangerous and out of hand. Um, parents and town leaders began to encourage dress-up and trick-or-treating as a safe alternative to doing pranks, Santo said. However, Halloween has a much time of festive and games as it was for playing tricks and asking for treats. Apples are associated with Halloween, both a treat and the game of bobbing apples, a game that since the colonial era, um, colonial era in America was used to, for a fortune telling legends, has, has it that the first person to pluck an apple from the water filled bucket without using her, his or her hands would be the first to marry, according to the book Halloween of Commemorations of the Dead. Chesla House, 2009, by Roseanne Molto. Apples were also a part of another form of marriage prophecy. Um, according to a legend on Halloween, sometimes at the stroke of midnight, young women would peel an apple into the continuous continuous strip and throw it over her shoulder. The apple skin was supposedly to land in the shape of the first letter of her future husband's names. Names. Okay. (laughs) After Halloween, ritual involved looking in a mirror at midnight by candlelight for a future husband's face would would said to appear. A scary version of the later became Bloody Mary ritual, um, familiar to many school kids. Like many such childhood games, it would likely um, done in fun, though at least some people um, took it seriously. Okay, Christian Irish influence. 
Some evangel Christians have expressed concern, concern that Halloween is somehow satanic because of its roots and pagan ritual. However, ancient Celtics do not worship anything resembling the Christian devil and has no concept of it. In fact, the same... The same wind festival has long ever since vanished by the time the Catholic Church began um, persecuting witches and it's all searched for satanic cables. And of course, black cats do not have any association with the witchcraft to be considered evil. Simply crossing their paths is considered bad bad luck any time of year. As for modern Halloween, Santa writing in American Folklore and Encyclopedia, Garland, 1996, noted that Halloween beliefs and customs were brought to North America with the earliest Irish immigrants. Then, by the great waves of Irish immigrants fleeing, fleeing, fleeing the fanes of the first half of the 19th century, knowing the Nor- that North America consists of since colonial days, by the middle of the 20th century, Hel- Halloween had become um, largely a child's holiday. Since that time, the hol- holiday's popularity increased dramatically as adults, communities, and intuitions such as schools, campuses, and commercial haunted houses have embraced the events. Through the ages, various supernatural ent- entities, including fairies and witches, became associated with Halloween. And more than a century ago, in Ireland, the event was said to be a time that spirits of the dead could return to the old haunting grounds. Dressing up as a ghost or witch became fashionable, though as the holiday became more widespread and more commercialized, and the arrival of mass-manufactured costumes, the selection of disguises for kids and adults greatly expanded beyond monsters. Oh, sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm trying to never uh, um from monsters to include everything from superheroes, princesses, and politicians. Um Okay. This article was originally published in 2014 and has been updated by Anna Bradford, Tina Lewis, and Gina Briner. Um a little bit like that I would like to say about this is um I am Catholic, and I know um, that there's this, there's like three masses kind of close to Halloween. There's All Saints Day and All Souls Day. I think All Souls Day comes first. And All Souls Day, um, we celebrate all of the souls that have passed on before us. And um, on All Saints Day, as you could probably tell, they celebrate all of the saints, which is usually on the day, the Halloween or the day after Halloween. Um, yeah. Um, I'm surprised I didn't say anything about the Day of the Dead. Um, but actually, the Day of the Dead, I'm going to look up the Day of the Dead and I'll read that to you. Um, I'll keep talking while I do this. Um, and that is really common for, um, Catholics to, um, think of Halloween, but not usually think of the masses. 
Um, yeah. Um, but it is, um, I'll just read this. The Day of Dead and Mexican Holiday celebrated throughout Mexico is a particular the central and south regions and by the people of Mexican heritage elsewhere. Date, Thursday, October 31st, 2019. Saturday, November 2nd, 2019. Celebrations. Creation of altars to remember the dead traditional dishes from the Day of the Dead. Significance. Prayers and remembrance of friends and family members who have died. Observed by Mexico and regions with larger Mexican populations. That um, information came from Wikipedia. I have to give Wikipedia credit on everything. Some people say they don't like Wikipedia. This might be getting off track, but some people say they don't like Wikipedia because you can go and change anything you want to. But I really don't find anything wrong with Wikipedia. Oh, there's one thing I would like to talk to you about. Um, This happened right before I was filming my podcast. I forgot my laptop um, out of the car. And it's really windy and everything. So I went out to the car, and I got I got it. And I went back inside, and I realized I forgot the charger, too. So I had to go back out. And when I went out, we have this ramp, and I went down the ramp, and you turn. And then I went and opened the passenger door, and it was on the seat. And I saw this black... I don't, it was hard to describe. It was either canine or feline um, run across the other edge of the car. And you could hear leaves crashing too, like crunching. But the weird thing is, there's no leaves because our trees are on a tree line and there's no way that leaves were over there. And I know it wasn't my dog because the, my dog was sitting in the um when i opened the door he went into the car and i saw that thing behind running it was black and it was either canine or feline i don't know what it was but it was very creepy um if you want to if you want to maybe you want to tell me what you think it is um or you have any comments or questions oh well i guess i'm gonna get back um Well, I guess that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The first Halloween episode will come out very soon. If you um, have any questions or comments about the paranormal, I want to send in your ghost stories. Send them in to gloomystar.ghost at gmail.com. That's G-L-O-O-M-Y-S-T-A-R dot ghost, G-H-O-S-T, at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, you're never alone. And see you next time on the Gloomy Star Podcast. Bye.